0: Welcome to all of the listeners and today we've got a question and answer show which is actually a question and answer that I'm putting in. There have been the regular emails that have come in with questions and there have been a lot that have already been previously answered in shows so I did actually get back to those people and answer them but this is a quote from Nance show that I feel is very important and relates to virtually everybody. But before I get into that, I'd like to say a big thank you for everybody that sent back um, emails to me asking me how my back is. My back is great, thank you. I did some healing on it and found out what it was really about. Since releasing that, I've had huge improvements, so I'm doing really well. And thank you for all of your comments about the videos. And uh you enjoying the videos and also the healing. The quantum freedom healing was the end of video three. A lot of people have had really, really great results from that, which is which is really wonderful to see. And also too, people are starting to really realise too that especially if you have been narcissistically abused, if that's what you're dealing with and trying to heal, that the specific quantum freedom shifts for that are in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, which has now been discounted. It also has been turned into a six-month payment plan, which is $20 a month Australian, which is the same American, so it's less than a dollar a day. And the great thing about the program is you do get a 30-money-day-back guarantee on it, which means that you even get to keep the program if you decide it's not for you. So there is absolutely no risk in accessing this specific healing to really help you break off the hooks and the pain of narcissistic abuse so if you want to go and see that program and I've just launched a video for it you'll also see testimonies from people that have had incredible breakthrough results from using it which is really consistent with all people that do commit to it uh, you can go to um, my website, com and on the front page you'll see a really attractive picture of a beautiful lady with black hair and she's in a box of the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. Click on that, you can watch the video and you can see everything that goes on in there. So what I'm going to be talking about today is it's an article that's coming out um, in Empowered Life and Love this week And it was a a discussion in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page group with a lovely lady Mel, who I spoke to this morning, and she said, absolutely, you have my full permission to use my name. She's another Melanie. So it's Mel and Mel when we have conversations. Now, Mel has been on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery program. She's also done some healings with me. And we were having an open discussion in the Facebook group about different shifts and what we can do to heal, et cetera, et cetera. And this really interesting topic came up. And I really want to share this because I think it's going to help a lot of people out there. And what, how this went was... So, anyway, I'll introduce this show. This show is why it is important to feel. So this show relates to my next Empowered Life and Love article and was born from a very recent discussion on my Facebook book page. And this most essential part of self-healing is being able to feel. So in this show, you will understand how our mind has kept us separated from our feelings and how by not being able to embrace our feelings without judgment, we are separated from emotional mastery and the ability to healthily create our life. So this show truly may hold a very powerful key for you, which will change everything for you. And that's not to be underestimated because you'll know what I mean when we talk about this. You might have a massive aha moment. I certainly know Mel did on the page. Okay, so what was happening with this is Mel and Mel, the both of us, we were having a discussion on the uh, Facebook group page. And what Mel was talking about was in the Narcissistic abuse Recovery Program, she was using a chronic freedom healing process which was all about releasing and healing limiting belief systems and the ones that are holding her back from breaking free from her pain. Now, her pain had been on this particular topic that she was working on was that she still felt stuck in the pain. I can't let go of the pain. I can't let go of the pain. So what she did was a process which you learn to do in quantum freedom healing, which is to actually go into the charge of the pain and ask it what it's about. You go into it, you become at one with it, and you ask it what's going on. And what this is about is actually accessing your inner belief systems. Now, your inner belief systems, and if you watched the videos, you'll understand your inner identity. Our inner identity creates beliefs that it believes are true, and it hangs on to those. And from an unconscious level, they play out in life according exactly to that inner identity belief, if it's strong enough. Now, what normally happens, because we don't take the time to feel into and be with our pain, we may not even realize what that inner identity belief is. So what that means is usually what we try to do, or we're always taught to do, was detach from the charge, detach from the pain. So in other words, I'm getting a painful emotion. Now, our normal human programming... Would be let's try and find a way to get out of that, so it's no different from if we were to get a headache and we take a painkiller. so when we have emotional pain, we try to distract ourselves, we try to get busy, we try to do something, we try to sleep it off, we try to watch t v we might take an antidepressant, you get the idea okay now with what happens is when you really learn about transforming inner identity beliefs, you realize All of that is really futile because your inner identity belief, which is showing you it's there because you're getting the painful emotional charge with it and it's an inner identity belief that's not serving you and that's why there's a painful charge connected to it. That's why there's a less than emotion that's coming up to the surface. So that left that emotion is really saying, Hey, look at me. I'm the GPS that's bleeping, saying you're on the wrong track of life here. You're not aligned with where you want to go. Now if you follow me, I will take you to the reason. That's what the pain coming up is all about. Now if we detach from that, we don't find the reason. And if we don't find the reason, we can't change the reason. It'll just keep playing out unconsciously. So Mel was great in that what she did. If she's understood all of this, now Mel has been very similar to me as my previous Mel, highly intellectual, very intelligent, very capable lady, okay, with very much running life through her head, as I was too, and like a lot of people do as well, really running a surface life, not a deeper, enriched inner life. Now Mel's realised this is going to work for her, which is great, and she's so committed, and I'm so proud of her. So anyway, what she was doing in her shift, where she was going into the emotion and asking herself, now, what is this? Why am I hanging on to this pain? She knows she's hanging on to the pain. And she doesn't want to because pain hurts. Who wants to hang on to pain? So she went into it. She dropped into the charge. And then, as it always does, and it gets stronger and stronger, the more connected you get to yourself by feeling an emotion and being with it. Her answer came to her, which was, I'm hanging on to this pain because if I let it go, I'm acknowledging that the relationship's finished. Okay? That's like I'm going to be letting go of the relationship. Now, Mel got that reason. She wrote it down and she knew that's what it was about. And then immediately her mind jumped in and said, that's ridiculous. How stupid is that? Of course, I don't want to stay in the pain. He's with another woman. I want to get out of the pain. Why on earth would I hang on to the pain? Because this is my way of hanging on to the relationship. Now, the whole... And she posted that. And it was awesome that she did. Because immediately, as soon as I saw it, I went, now I know, Mel, why you've been struggling. Because you are judging your emotions. Now, this is crucial. This is crucial. And this is what we need to understand. When we start doing a task of emotional intelligence and we start working on our inner identity belief systems, which are always track through from our painful feelings, when we do work at that level, we have got to, and this is exactly the expression I told Mel, you have got to tell your mind, I won't say what I said, to take a hike to walk away, you need to tell it to get lost, okay? Because your mind is going to jump in there and judge your emotion. Your mind and your emotions are usually constantly in conflict. And what her mind said was, what a ridiculous belief. What an idiot. Why would I be carrying that belief? Now, let's imagine this. Okay, let's imagine this. Let's imagine if that belief system I don't want to let go of this pain because I don't want to acknowledge my marriage is over, okay? Now imagine if that was a little child. Now our inner identity beliefs, they're emotional. They're not logical. They are emotional. And when they're not aligned, when they're in identity beliefs that aren't working for us, they are insecure, vulnerable, hurt parts of us. They're not logical, Okay. Now, imagine if that part of her was represented as a little child, and really it is, and that part of her came up to her and said, no, I don't want to let go of this pain because I don't want to let go of the marriage. And she said, you're an idiot. Go away. That's ridiculous. What What on earth are you thinking that ridiculous rubbish for? Now, you could imagine that child would become manic, would feel even more unsafe, even more uh, vulnerable even more insecure and the pain is just going to intensify because it hasn't been embraced it hasn't been held it hasn't been validated and it hasn't been transformed now the whole point to this is is that our minds do not help us they do not help us and the most intellectual people usually struggle hugely with emotional intelligence they struggle hugely with the ability to be vulnerable and real with themselves and to be able to go to an emotion and feel into it and ask what it's about and accept what it's about because when you accept what it's about without judgment you can actually transform it now we've also thought We've thought a few things with, with going to pain and I speak from experience and I work with clients and people on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program that are deep into working on, um, into transforming inner identity. So this is really, really common, what happens here. One or two things happen. One, we think that if we embrace our emotion, we're admitting we're weak, we're admitting we're vulnerable and we've become precarious to life. Now that is a complete illusion of the mind. And I'll explain to you why it is. If we don't embrace and accept our emotions, we have no ability to be able to master them, heal them, soothe them, or transform them. We're detached from them. So it's like that inner child inside us that we're paying no attention to or ridiculing. That is going to just act out worse to try and get our attention. So when we're not actually in our body with our emotions we're not embracing and accepting them, then they're running amok. And when they're running amok, we have no control over them. Now, because it's all just so not working on the inside and we're not at peace on the inside, how could we be? It's actually a very, very painful inner identity belief where I don't validate and accept my feelings. It's very painful because it's not true self function. So when we're operating like that, which a lot of us do until we learn not to be like this, we have to look to the outside to try and get our emotions soothed. Now, we can only ever attract in life how we're actually operating between us and ourselves. So what happens is that the outside, we are only ever going to get people that don't accept or validate us or support us emotionally either but we're going to try and make them be responsible for what we're not doing to ourselves, and it's a mess. So what happens is, because we're not in emotional mastery of ourselves, we're not in control of ourselves. We can't back ourselves, support ourselves, honour ourselves. What happens is we're going to be controlled by everybody else in life, usually the people that we're trying to get to provide us what we haven't learned to do for ourselves yet. So it's a mess. It's actually the root of codependency. It's also the root of abuse that we're going to tolerate and try and fix and change and make other people accountable to act in ways that makes us feel healthy, which is an impossible task if we're not doing it ourselves. So I hope that makes perfect, perfect sense to you. So if we have a look at Mel, you know, step one, which was which was going to her emotion, embracing it. She did that. She picked up her little girl and said, honey, why are you hurting? And then what happened when her little girl told her why she's hurting, Mel went, that's ridiculous, and helped her. Okay, I get you. I think you can get the visual of this. So what she, and what Mel realized was huge for her. She was like, oh, my goodness. And this was all on the Facebook page. It was, I have done this to my whole life. I am always judging my feelings logically. And I have other people in my life that have never embraced my feelings and never honoured and respected my feelings. Is it any wonder? And then I said to Mel, which was really the big, big, big quantum leap statement, do you now understand why you had an arc in your life? Why Why did you have somebody who was abusive with your emotions? And she went, I get it. I get it. Okay. And look, I put my hand up for that as well as and knows how many other belief systems I had that created an abuser in my life as a perfect match for what I hadn't healed within myself so this is what we're talking about we're talking about unhealed parts this could be a huge aha for you to realise that this is what you're doing the other thing we think about pain is it's going to kill us if we go to it, we embrace it it's going to be too much, it's going to kill us I can't stand it, I can't deal with it, I can't go with it Okay, there's two ways to to approach pain. One is with resistance, which is absolutely about the judgment. I'm really scared what I'm going to find, and I'm really going to judge it. And I'm not going to like it. So when we resist pain, when we when we treat it as wrong, the reasons for it as wrong, we're in resistance to it. It's going to really, really hurt. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of something that hurts in your body. And when you judge it, when you resist it, and I'm talking about physical pain, it actually really hurts. But if you just drop your attention into it and observe it and be with it, be with the pain, the pain will go. Yogis know this. Monks know this. It's part of their training that they can actually take their attention into a physical injury and be with it and just observe it and the pain will dissolve. This is what acceptance does. It's an incredibly powerful thing. Your emotional pain is exactly the same. It's your resistance of it that is causing it to hurt so much, either your judgment or your avoidance of it. And it's that little person inside you becoming manic and more and more manic because you're doing that. So, you know, that little you has got to start throwing some tantrums. That little you has got to start manifesting some really tough stuff in your outer world to bring this to your attention until you come home to it. So, again, it's the exact opposite of thinking that we're going to be vulnerable and precarious in life. When we go to our emotions and when we embrace them, where we accept them, fascination is the most powerful key you can use with that. And I learned this, and I love it. I love I love it, love it, love it. When I can't say that enough, you can get I mean that. When I go into limiting beliefs and I follow a charge, now for me, the charge now, because I don't have a story around it, I don't judge it, and I know the beauty of the painful charge is going to lead me to be able to go in with corner freedom healing to be able to transform a limiting belief that is going to make my life better. So I love following My negative charges because I get the opportunity to get a better life experience through tweaking something within myself. So the charge for me, I know it's pain and I'll feel it as heaviness, but it doesn't hurt. It's like a resistance. It's like a lump. It's like it's hurting until I do that. If I'm going through life and I'm too busy to get to it and I've got my little inner child giving their kicking because I haven't given her attention on it, yeah, it hurts. But as soon as I stop and as soon as I go to it and as soon as I pick her up and I take my attention right into her and I say, honey, you're hurting, what's this about? The pain goes. I just feel the resistance, the heaviness, the the density of it. So I know for people that have done the healing at the end of video three, I know if it's a rating between one or ten because of how thick it feels. And then I ask myself, what's this about? And I can assure you, I've had the most incredible answers that are just so emotional-based that there's no logic to anything that I would try to think logically. <laughs> but they fascinate me. It's fascination. And I go, wow, that is incredible. Now I get it. That makes perfect, perfect, perfect sense. So Mel learned that. She discovered that. She realized that. And then she realized, too, that with that emotional inner belief system that she had, and they're always emotional, they're never logical, I don't want to let go of the pain because if I let go of the pain, I'm letting go of the marriage. Logically, she went, that's ridiculous. I know it's over. I know he's with another woman. I just want to get out of the pain. So she judged the inner child. Okay. Now, when she realized that, okay, that's just it, that's the belief system... And until she transforms that belief system, it is going to play out unconsciously to the letter, whatever she tries to do to get out of her pain, it's running the race. Because when she followed that agony of I'm still in this pain and she went through to it and found the reason, that is the reason that's keeping her agony going. So until that reason is transformed, until that belief system is transformed into something that does serve her, no matter what she tries to do to get out of the pain, it's going to hang on for dear life. So she understood that. So that's where the fascination comes in because you go, okay, I've got it. That's what that is. That's pretty fascinating. Wow. That's the reason why I can't move forward. Okay, there was actually another discussion that I had with another member, uh, which was last night. And, you know, her stuff was about healing and breaking free and she gets to a certain point and then she pulls back and then she beats herself up to not following through and not doing this and not doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, how does it feel to be healed? What would it feel like to be healed? And she's like, wonderful, amazing. And the question was, well, why aren't you claiming that? So she fell into why aren't I claiming that? And the reason was because I feel really guilty that if I heal and move forward, I'm going to leave other people behind me. I'm not allowed to move forward and claim my evolution because I feel guilty. So that's the belief that's sabotaging her doing it. So I hope you understand what I'm saying. But you're not going to find these out. You're not going to locate these until you follow that stuck, blocked or painful feeling, go right into it with your full attention like a yogi, like a, 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 a master, and ask it. And then when you do that and when you're with it, your infinite inner intelligence, which is universal intelligence, which is so much more powerful than your mind every time, will give you the answer. Your mind could make up a whole heap of stories and often does and is very, very good at them. Your mind will say, I'm hurting because he did that to me. I'm hurting because that happened to me. That's your mind's story that is not what's going on in your in your inner identity. That is not the true, real story. And until you find the true, real story, until you embrace it and accept it, you cannot transform it. So I hope you're really, really understanding here. The, look, the, the point is, we cannot think ourselves out of pain because our mind isn't getting to the truth. Okay? You only get to the truth by being with your emotion, okay, because our head doesn't get it. Our mind actually likes to keep ourselves separated from our emotions. Our mind likes to believe in separation. It likes to disconnect us from our inner power, and our mind is a control freak. Our mind tries to control how we feel on the inside by attacking, um, forcing Manipulating, coercing, everything on the outside, and that's actually not where it's going on at all. It's going on all from the inside. So when Mel worked all of that out and we had that discussion, she said to me, "Okay, what do I do now? What do I do now?" And she was like, "Oh my God, you know, I want to get onto this. I want to get onto this. I've just had this massive aha moment that I've never accepted my feelings." And I said, "You need to go to that belief." You need to go to the belief system. Feel this statement, I don't accept my feelings. Feel the pain associated with that. Okay? Follow that charge back. Clear the reasons for that. Work on that. And what's going to come up with that is, you know, mum or dad didn't validate my feelings. Love partners haven't validated my feelings. And there's a big set right back on the timeline which is all about that. And usually that one is about a survival program because what happened through our DNA back in history when we were in crises, survival of the fittest lifetimes, we didn't have time to be with our feelings. We had to be in our heads strategizing in order to stay alive. Now what's happened is is we've carried those DNA functions forward with us and never updated them. And they're out of sync now. They don't work now. We're not living in survival lifetimes, wondering who's going to come up behind us or burst through our doors, or our roofs, or our windows every second of the day. So if we're if our mind's running the race and we're not being with our feelings, then we are still acting out and co-creating crisis consciousness. And it's actually not okay. It might give you survival, but it's certainly not going to give you happiness, or fulfillment, or love, which you can only get through your heart. So that's what Mel worked on. She went away and she worked on that for another two hours. And then she came back and she said, I'm absolutely exhausted because she'd already done two hours of work on herself. And then she was like, oh, my God, I feel so much lighter. I actually feel like I can accept my feelings for the first time in my life. And she said she had a great sleep and she woke up the next day feeling completely different. And for me to her, it was like, this is a really big yay. Yay. Because you've come home to yourself. You have come home to loving and accepting yourself. Okay, now this brings us to the question, this is a really big question. Who are you, Billy? Who are we? And you might think this answer is going to be too simple. But the answer is you are your feelings. I am my feelings. You are your feelings. That's right. Your feelings are who you are because they are the entire creator of your life, whether or not you're aware of it. Because the truth is, we are a vibrational being that just happened to be composed of blood and bones so we can walk around physically, but it is our vibration, our feelings, which create everything for us because they are us. They are the essence of us. And we're a static being. We're not a set being. Who we are is what our feelings are, what our emotional belief systems are, what our inner identity is. That's who we are. And this is why we have got a powerful ability to recreate ourselves powerfully. And in fact, we get to choose who we are. But we cannot do that through our logic because that logic gets it wrong. We have got to do that through coming home to embracing being and accepting our feelings and then working on reframing and and transforming them if they're not serving us. So what happens, as soon as we actually go to our feelings, normally they're chasing after us, beating us across the back of the head to get us to pay attention. When you turn around and go to them, you are in the driver's seat because you then have the power to create yourself. So this could bring us to the question, how do we love and accept ourselves? And look, it's a million-dollar question. I hear this so many times. People say to me, how do I actually love and accept myself? How do I do that? I know We may know we need to. We may have even realized law of attraction or energetic law enough to go, well, if I don't love myself, how am I going to authentically love somebody and how is somebody going to authentically love me? The truth is none of that can happen until you learn how to love yourself. So that brings us back to how do we love ourselves? And the other thing about if we don't, we run a huge risk of attracting very unloving and unaccepting love partners and even highly abusive ones. Act narcissists, if we haven't learned how to love ourselves. So here is a simple answer truly. Loving and accepting yourself is achieved directly by accepting your feelings. Because you are your feelings. That's how you love yourself. So the mind battles with accepting your feelings because your mind would like to tell you that if you accept your feelings, you're going to roll over and say, well, that's okay. You know, I've just accepted that belief system. Now I'm stuck with it. I'd rather stay in resistance to it because I don't like it. Okay, so accepting your feelings It doesn't mean you're rolling over and acknowledging, oh, well, I'm stuck with that. It means you're finally in a position to be able to transform your life. Our mind is conditioned with avoidance, stories, judgment, and condemnation. You cannot decide in your mind to love yourself. You have to do this through your heart. You have to do this through your soul. And you're only going to do that when you get your logic out of the way. So this is about feeling your feelings without resistance, without avoidance and without the stories of how wrong, pathetic or useless you are or how you don't measure up to other people and all the other nasty stories and self-talk that our mind is very, very clever at coming up with. And of course, without the logical finger pointing at something outside of yourself or someone as to why you have the emotional pain. That is not Accepting and embracing your pain and I promise you once it's become your pain you're responsible for it you have no power to make anybody else be responsible for your pain no power to create or change anything outside of you without having done you because you is from where it's all created from okay so it's very human and normal to do the finger pointing but it renders us powerless to transform the pain you are the only person who can transform your pain nobody else can do it for you it's your job because it is your pain okay so accepting your feelings transforms your pain in your life so what this is about it means that you're not going to get mastery over your life until you learn how to detach from your mind because it's going to want to avoid and it's going to want to condemn you. That's its job and that's what the mind does. So when you can face yourself with fascination and the knowing this is great because if I go into this charge and I'm prepared to feel it and I'm prepared to ask it what it's about, I can transform it. And that's where the quantum freedom healing process comes in because it's about spiraling it up and out of your body and replacing it with the inner identity belief that does serve you. And that's what the process does. Now, if your mind had its way, it was never going to allow you to go directly to your emotional intelligence. Because that actually puts your mind out of a job and your mind doesn't like doing that. Because our mind's connected to our ego and our ego is our pain body which likes to keep us in flux, in confusion, in pain, in separation because we are addicted to our egoic painful peptides. That's what we're doing. We're breaking out of that human experience of painful peptide addiction to get to a true self-function, which means we're at home with ourselves and we're at home with our life and we're being effective creators. That's what this is all about. And this needs to happen through your emotions. So I'm going to say it to you again. It's so important. You and the makeup of how you experience it your life is all going on at your feeling level. You track it through your emotions. You cannot master anything about yourself and your life until you accept your feelings, embrace them, pick them up and investigate them without feeling, without judgment. And the only real thing that you have to master in your life is your emotional inner belief systems. Because when you do, And you mold them in a way that is your true soul desire, in ways that do serve you. The things that you want in life are real for you, they're saying hi for you. That's why you want them. And this is not about what, this is why I mean about authentic wanting. You're wanting authentic love, you're wanting authentic happiness, you're wanting authentic abundance. These things are felt as soul desire. I'm not talking about the thing your head comes up with, you know, like I want a really good car so I can show off to my next door neighbor. That's that's a head desire. That's not a soul desire. Your soul desires are real for you. And when you get your inner identity belief systems molded with all the blocks out of the way to, to be them, well then everything in your life is going to work for you because your life is working out exactly as your inner identity belief systems are dictating. So that's the only place you have to work on. When you work on that, everything follows. So if you're terrified of your emotions or if you are judging them, I used to, I'd be used to be so scared of my emotions for both of the, the major reasons. One that I thought it would make you very vulnerable and powerless to life. And it's done the exact opposite. I was vulnerable and perilous in life when I was not mastering my emotions. I can assure you, I was completely off balance emotionally all the time and I was controlled emotionally by things outside me constantly. So that one you can let go of, I promise you. When you come home to your emotions, you will be in control of your life. You're good with boundaries. You're good with trusting yourself. You honour yourself. You feel full. You feel whole. You don't make needy, terrible decisions. You back yourself and you create more of your truth. Okay, the other thing that used to happen for me was I was so terrified the pain was going to cripple me. What I realized when I got judgment and my emotions out of the way and the complete fascination about transforming inner identity belief systems, it felt like being this amazing, fascinating experiment going into my pain. I was so fascinated. I couldn't wait to do it. And I have an addictive personality. Absolutely, I do. And that is me. But now, my addiction is a healthy addiction. My addiction is is, is channeled into healthy things that give me joy and unhealthy things that give me pain. And one of the healthy things that gives me an enormous amount of joy is transforming inner identity beliefs that I know hurting me into blissful ones that create wonderful stuff for me. So feeling pain for me is fun. Not feeling it and not transforming it, that's what's not fun. That's what hurts. So I really hope that you can understand this. I hope that you can get this. And also, if this is really, really resonating for you. And if you have had painful or narcissistic relationships, please go and have a look at the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. Uh, you can see it from my home page. You can see it in Healing Resources link at com. Watch the video. Watch what people have said. You know, And look, the great thing about it is it's so affordable. It's completely guaranteed. It is no risk and you even get to keep it even if you decide it's not for you. So, you know, you should have total confidence in giving this a go because it really, really does work. So remember this, pain hurts and continues to hurt only when you don't deal with it, when you're not embracing it and only when you are not transforming it into something healthier. You have got to be with your emotions. Without that, all of your life suffers truly and you are not the creator of it. So I really hope that helps and if you have any comments for that, you can post it on Facebook or you can send me emails uh, to radio at com. and also to if this really resonates for you and you know that there are people in your life that could benefit from it, share the share the show. Certainly get it out there because I think this show today is about such a very, very vital key about our healing and our personal development and our recovery is so important. Without this, it's a struggle. So that's it from me, everybody. Lots of love and have a wonderful day. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.